We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to Light Years, presented by Sleeper Fantasy. Andy Liu, Warriors 2 and 1, 106.95 win over the Houston Rockets. I'm pretty encouraged by this game because, you know, this, they won. It got a little tight down the stretch. At one point during it, I wasn't feeling so great, but, you know, Draymond Green is back. Chris Paul came off the bench. I think the vision was on display tonight. The execution wasn't fully there, but you don't expect the execution to be fully there on October 29th. I'm leaning into this going, I can see what this Warrior team is trying to build, and it kind of matches like basically what I was trying to sell you all offseason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything you tried to sell me on has, has been um, – like the process has been right. Like they've been doing the right things. They, they haven't just been saying it now. They're doing the right things. Now, to your point, the, the execution has been hit or miss. I mean, this game was a tie game, right? They were down two with five minutes to go. So yeah. execution's been hit or miss. They lost game one, stuff like that. But I think most importantly, let's start at the, the front, dude. Chris Paul came off the bench. I mean, that that's I think is huge. I know, I know you thought that was gonna happen the whole time. I didn't. Um, and then the Draymond injury kind of put that on, they postponed it a little bit, but I thought that was pretty big tonight. I know it's game three. It's after a Niners game. It's football Sunday. Nobody's really paying attention. Nobody really cares. But Chris Ball came off the bench tonight. He played 27 minutes. He didn't really even get to close the game when the game was like truly, truly a close game. So I thought, and of course, the Warriors win, so he doesn't really get to complain. But I, I thought that was a pretty good sign for the Warriors. I think so, too. And, and you know, Draymond's on a minute's restriction he played 20 minutes that's kind of what i thought he was going to play it's, it's probably a few games until they work it out but you know yeah to to the point my thought all year had been obviously he wants to start why would he not want to start but he's not going to say no to coming off the bench and then it really comes down to if it works if it works he can't say shit like andre godala did not want to come off the bench but they started 16 and three. They were 22 and four. Like they, they got off to such an absurd start. He's obviously a team guy at heart and he wants to win. What is he going to say? And that's kind of the gamble the Warriors are making here. Uh, you know, if they go five and seven, you best believe Chris Paul is going to start leaking that he should be starting. But they're one and oh with them off the bench. And if they go, you know, eight and two. 10 and four, 10 and three, that type of thing. Like he's not going to make noise. He, he knows <laughs> he's professional enough to know how uncouth that is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's still surprising though. You know, it's year, almost year 20 for him and, and, and he's willing to do that. And uh, I think even more importantly, and, and by the way, the box score right in front of us, Chris Paul was a team high plus 22. We'll get to the bench unit mm-hmm. kind of blowing this game open and ma- making sure that the Warriors can win this one. Um, he also didn't get to close the game. Uh, he, I know he played like the last two minutes of the game, but before that, that, that was before the hand got game got kind of a reach, the Warriors played their standard closing lineup. It was Draymond Looney along with Steph Clay and Wiggins at at the wing spot. So 
I thought that was interesting to monitor as well. Uh, this Houston Rockets team is super athletic, right? Just guys that were flying. Jalen Green. I the mean, exact Thompson, type of Jay team you think would right. be like an issue for an older Warriors team. Exactly. And they were, right? And they were. They, the Warriors really couldn't get anywhere with these guys. So I think that's interesting to monitor. Like you just said, though, Warriors are now 2-1. and one. Um, Kind of ugly a little bit, but they're 2-1. and one, And uh, they start a road trip 2-0. and oh. So as long as they keep winning, it, it's all good. And uh, I'm waiting, Sam. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't. Maybe, maybe it won't. Maybe it won't work out because you don't want those guys on the floor together. But I am waiting for Draymond and Chris Paul, like amped up together on the floor at the same time, doing goon shit. I am waiting for that in a big game. They are. They are the same guy in terms of just like their heart and like their basketball soul, uh, in all the best and the worst ways. The Biggest story of this game was Chris Paul coming off the bench. The proxy biggest story was starters played poorly and the bench unit was amazing. Yeah. Um, Let's do a second on the starters because as far as I'm concerned, it's more rust than anything for Draymond Draymond in there, but and and Clay was excellent. This was like his first, like, okay, he's starting to get out of that little preseason slump. I thought he looked really good. Um, but Wiggins was was bad. But beyond that, it's like <laughs> it, to me, it, it's just kind of like the starters. Let's give him a few games before we like make comments just, about this lineup. You're just gonna skirt over the Wiggins. You're just gonna skirt over the Wiggins. Fuck. There's like hell. four. Di- there's like four different angles on it. But like uh, in general. Yeah, okay, we, we'll start there. Like, <laughs> in in general, I'm like, I had Draymond's first game back, guys figuring out where they fit around him, a little rusty. Like, I'm not going to overread into the lineup itself being bad. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, Steph also uh, was cakewalking through three quarters. I mean, dude, he, sure. somebody tweeted that he didn't take a shot at the rim. It didn't look like he even wanted to step inside the three-point line. He didn't even want to shoot the ball. It, it kind of makes sense. He came into the game questionable slash probable. Uh, had a foot injury. He's going to play tomorrow, it looks like, unless he comes out of this game injured. Doesn't look like it in the fourth quarter, right? So looked like he was trying to take it easy. And then when the Warriors went up 16, felt like Steph was like, okay, let me see if I can let me see if I can pace myself, right? He's, I mean, the dude's – how many times we got to say it? The dude's 35. He's trying to pace himself. And then and then all of a sudden the game's tied. They're down two in the fourth quarter, so he kind of has to show up. But I do kind of – you know, if you're kind of has to point a finger and the starter's not playing well for three quarters, right? Kind of Steph is the guy that they need to play those minutes. but. Andrew, it's it's three games now for Andrew Wiggins. It is uh, the shots ugly. He's a good above average three point shooter. That thing is not close to going three, in. Right three now. straight years, he's been about thirty eight plus percent for the Warriors. You can't say he can't shoot the ball. He can definitely shoot the ball, but the thing is not going in right now. He's not attacking the rim. And look at these zeros again. We have the box score up here. I am just, I am fascinated, appalled. Minnesota Wiggins right now. Zero, zero rebounds, yeah, zero one. assists, oh zero steals, zero blocks. That's impressive, actually. Like it's, pre- it's, it's impressive. It's Minnesota, it's Minnesota Wiggins. And by the way, I'm looking at the schedule. Here's my prediction. <laughs> He's going to continue playing like this until they play Minnesota on. When do they play him? November. Don't say late November. That's not late November. November 12th. Okay. 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 Two my more prediction weeks. is he'll have a 35, five, four, three steal, two block game, that type of thing. And then he'll be back. That's yeah. my prediction. Right. But there's no way around it. Mm. He got benched in crunch time this game. He got benched in crunch time on opening night. He barely played in crunch time in the se- in the second game. Coaching staff's basically telling him you're not good enough right now. Yeah. And, you know, to to play devil's advocate, he's done this in the past and he tends to come around when he comes around. So it's not a oh my god, he's awful type of thing, more of a just like he's not playing well right now. Yeah, good thing is they've got guys. Um, they've got guys. I think that 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 can provide eighty percent of that value. Kaminga, I thought wasn't great tonight, but he was still good enough. Moses Moody's been good enough, though he wasn't great shooting the ball tonight. But GP two was a guy that picked up the slack tonight, right? Mm-hmm. So I I tweeted that GP two wasn't making any 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 threes last game, and since then he's pretty much not missed one. He went three for four from three tonight, even hitting one above the break off the bounce. So that's, that's how you know GP3, that's how you know like he, he was locked in tonight. Dude's elite defensively. He has his way of, when he's coming back down defending in transition, he can still leap and try to block a shot. I haven't seen 
Prime Draymond is really good at it. You never see that from Draymond anymore because he's just he's just older. But GP two can can do that in a way that I don't. Dude, it's crazy. It, it's I know the Rockets got some super athletic guys. Maybe the, maybe Amon Thompson is the guy because he's he's defensively probably going to be elite. But none of the other athletic guys care about defense on that team. But GP two, I think. Sam, is he the best? Is he the best top three perimeter defender I mean, in the NBA? We do this every time, but I, I, dude, is he top three? Well, I think the more he he's he's a, he's one of the best on ball defenders in the league. I think what's interesting is the um, interesting is the wrong way to put it. Uh, Help side. He he was this guy two years ago on the Warriors. Last year when they got him back from injury, he wasn't bad, but it was clear he was a little limited. It looks like he's back to being that guy, right? Uh, and that's a difference maker in general. I think that's the thing I want to take away from this. So let's pivot it. Like, yeah, okay, the starters didn't work well. You know what did work well? The second unit. Chris Ball, team high, plus 22. But uh, in general, the second unit was plus 10. They were generally good. And Moody didn't hit shots tonight, but he played well. Kuminga, Saric, and GP2 was the guy who was best in that second unit. And I'm just looking at this team, and I'm like, dude, they're deep. They're legitimately deep. They have a legitimate 10-man rotation. Last year, Wiggins would close even if he was playing poorly because, come on, man, you're going to close with Tony Lamb? I mean, they did anyway. But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't have options. This roster, I think they have 10 legitimate options, and you can play the matchup. I can see games where Moses Moody closes. I can see games where Dario Saric closes. Um, Saric, by the way, five assists, eight rebounds. Like, he's... He hasn't been hitting threes at the clip I thought he would to start the season, but everything else has been there offensively for him, right? Uh, defensively, maybe not so much. Yeah, so. I was going to say, but you got it. You got it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the takeaway from it is, look, man, this is – we'll see how high the t- this team's upside is. Uh, you could be reasonable, and you could say, like, I need to see a little more, but I feel pretty good about this team's floor. Like, I see 10 really good players. Right I'm 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 with you on the floor. I'm with you on the floor. Like this this is a game. Let's like look at look at minutes distribution tonight. Steph is the guy that plays the most minutes at 31. Um everybody it's, else is it's under Spur- 30. It's Spursy, isn't it? Like where everyone's playing like kind of 20 to 27, right? And that's the correct allocation of minutes, I think, especially a game like this. Well, you're you're playing the Houston Rockets in late October. Steph should not be playing 36 minutes. Like that that's what we saw from Steph last season, right? He's playing 38 minutes against the Rockets. He's having to throw up 25 shots, right? He's turning the ball over because he's trying to do too much. Like so what we saw from the Warriors last season. This I think is a lot better. So I'm with you on the floor things. I I don't like what I've seen in terms of how good this team is gonna be against better teams, just because one, these guys are rusty, and two, I just I I'm concerned about guys like Wiggins. I'm concerned about what can Chris Paul do against a better team. But, but you know, let's save that maybe even against tomorrow. New Orleans is undefeated. They look ter- pretty good. Zion looks healthy for once. So, like, maybe we could save that for tomorrow night when we do this show. But I am a little concerned about how good they're going to be against better teams with these starters. But they definitely should beat some of these Are you really strong. concerned? Like, this feels like concern trolling because here's where I'm at with it. Two and one. They didn't have Draymond one of their best players the all of camp up until tonight yeah they could do better guys could shoot better there's a bunch of things but like i feel like attitude wise this team is building in the correct direction and they're getting off to the start i want um obviously if shot making and um uh, effort for certain players doesn't pick up in 20 games i will change my opinion but i feel like for a start to the season i kind of like what i'm seeing yeah, yeah. I just the stuff that the stuff that the Warriors struggled with last postseason still kind of remain is all is all I'm saying, right? They still they still are going to need a, a wing guy to to pick it up, and Wiggins hasn't been that guy, and maybe it's Wiggins, right? So uh, it's me, it just net it just net net comes to that's what I meant to say. I think so, uh, net net just comes back to them. Just let's just see t- ten more games. All right, what do we got here? Our guy Kirby uh, asked this question. I want to bring it up on the chat. Oh, I says, love this. We need a name for the Chris Paul, Moses Moody, Sarich, Kuminga, GP2, the second unit lineup. Should we call it Chris and the Kids? The Point Kids? The second starting unit? 
the point guard disciples, CP in the wings. By the way, the second starting unit is definitely what Fitz would call it. <laughs> Fitz is going to start saying, we got two starting lineups. Oh, my. How did he not say that tonight when, when I, Kerr went with the it's only, only Only a matter of time, my man. Only a matter oh, of time. Man. But, uh, it, you know, I, I'm generally not a fan of hockey subs, but the way this roster no. is built, they can actually get away with it. Yeah. Um, and they should mix and match. But I do love the way this lineup fits. Can we can we at least admit that? You know, you got Chris Ball as a point guard. GP2's a menace on the wings defensively. Moses is a shooter shooter. Uh, Kuminga is a great power wing to attack the lot to, to attack the rim. And then Dario Sarch is just a good stretch forward to make extra passes and all that sort of stuff. It makes sense as a second unit. What are we calling this? I, I like, I'm not the most creative guy. Um, you know, this, I like TP three in the wings. Um, it, it makes sense to me. Uh, okay. I love, so the CP three and Sarge stuff, I think is, um, <laughs> the two man game is fun. Right. But like, Sometimes I'm like, oh, man, it's just a lot of Sarge. This is a lot. But I really love Moody Kaminga and GP. So I'm going with CP3 in the wings. Uh, Mark in the chat goes, old man in the three. That's perfect. I think that's I absolutely kinda, I perfect. Think, I think I like that. I think that's the one I want to go with. Um, Coffee, right? That's good. Um, the replacements. I don't know. Who ask you guys? You guys email us. Uh, tweet at us, leave voicemail, whatever you want. What is the best nickname for the second unit? Because I like uh, I like Chris and the kids or CP3 and the wings, but I'm not I'm not sold on it just yet. Yeah. I, I need I, I need uh, a little I need a little more. I I, I just I, we saw that lineup on opening night, kind of make the make the change. I mean, make the wave that that brought the team back from down eighteen, right? Um, mm-hmm. They did it again the last. They did it again last uh, at home, uh, and then they, or excuse me, on the road, the first road game, and then they did it again tonight. I just, there's something about, and Andre Godala was like this. There's, I guess they're they're bringing Andre Godala's defensive instincts by putting Moody and Kaminga and GP two out there, so they can have that on the bench unit. But it's the ball handling, dude. Andre never turned the ball over. Andre always got the ball to the right person. Andre's not the type of ball handler that Chris Paul is because Chris Paul is actually initiating offense. But even in transition, I've noticed one thing that I thought wasn't possible. Chris Paul doesn't actually hold the ball when he gets the ball in transition. He actually pushes the ball and makes the right pass. And it just always felt like he was a guy who was going to be like, all right, we're just going to slow it down, kind of like the Luka, the James Harden. But he's not like that. That's not, that's not like who give, he is at all. You know what? Can we give Kerr credit for that? I think that's Steve Kerr. Because uh, you, because you're right, Chris. If if you don't tell Chris Paul what to do, go walk the ball off the court. You go run the Chris Paul offense because that's that's like his instinct, right? I think I think the um, the Steve Kerr Chris Paul marriage actually brings out the best in the both of them in certain ways. Uh, and we're gonna hear about Andre Iguodala all fucking season. And you know what? That's okay. We called it all off season that that's what it would be, right? Let's like let's not lie about it. We got like this tweet from friend of the show, Shana Rubin. <laughs> Steve Kerr says Chris Paul accepting roll off the bench is massive. Compares it to Iguodala in twenty twenty four. When I talked to him this morning, he nodded his head and said, "Let's go get him." It's not even that big a deal. I mean, dude, at some point, I just got to splice up the off-season takes. Like, we, we when we had, like, Spike asking on in the early part of the off-season, we were just all talking about it. We all know Steve's going to do – this is – he's. there's going to be a game where Steph – no, Steph scored 40. But let me tell you how this game was won. When Chris Paul made that pocket pass to Trace Jackson Davis to settle us down in the second quarter, I know you only had two, two, and two, but that was the game. <laughs> no, you're dead. You're you're not. You're not joking. You might be joking, but you don't need to be joking because that's exactly how this team. That's exactly what they need. It though. Do they win this game? Sam, let me ask you this: Do they win this game tonight if Chris Paul is not on the team and Jordan do they win Poole this game if Jordan Poole's here? Is that's that exactly what I was going to ask. That's what I was going to ask. Exactly. I would say it is unlikely. <laughs> That they win this game if Jordan Poole, or like, it doesn't that sum up the team? Like, Jordan Poole might score 40, 
might go 10 for 15 with eight threes or, you know, might go seven for 24 and they lose, right? Like it's, it's it like really, I think about what Steph said. All we, all we had offensively was chucking threes. That's kind of all they were with Jordan Poole, right? It was like, if they're hot, they're going to win. If they're not hot, they're not going to win. They have no layers to their offense. Yeah. Uh, and I think to your point, which is, look, man, Steph and Clay can shoot it enough. We, we need the other guy to be someone who plays differently because if it's just going to come down to hot shooting, I just, I just assume get Clay and Steph 10 more yeah. shots. Yeah. You know, I'd agree. rather, I'd rather they take 53s, the two of them, honestly, okay. if, if we're just going to play that kind of basketball, I'd rather they just take a hundred threes. Yeah. And that that's, um, and Clay looked good tonight doing it, but I know you got this video up. We're going to, I'm going to do a read before we get there oh, or we play it. I would play it real quick and then we'll do a read after. A second. Yeah. 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 Chris, early acceptance of, of coming off the bench is that does that mean anything more overall to the team beyond this? It, it's uh it's massive it's massive the way chris has embraced um, everything you know um, here in the first month uh, since he's uh, you know, been with us um, as you know tonight was the first game of his entire career he didn't start and uh, you know when i talked to him this morning about it he's just yep like nodded his head and said, let's go get him, you know, like not even a, a big deal. So um, I think it's, it's just, it, it, it's similar to, to Andre all those years ago, I guess 2014, um, when a vet, a great player, all-star shows that kind of sacrifice, it just sets a tone for the whole team. And uh, so the vibe is great on our team. And, and Chris is uh, one of the main reasons for that. The vibe is great. Oh. Vibe is great, huh? It's it's like I spoke it into existence in the off season. I'm I'm I could not be happier with the way this is going right now. They barely beat a crappy Houston team, but I'm not I'm not going to let anyone focus on that because it's early in the process. Yeah, I agree. You ju- you just wait, man. You just wait. This this is. There's something here, man. There's a little something here. It's it's like football. Mm-hmm. You get a win. You It's a win is a win. You know what I mean? Especially with a veteran team like this. A win is a win is a win. Just get the win and keep it moving, especially on the road. Um, we know what the warrior ceiling could be. And and I think all that matters right now is you just keep the vibe. He literally said the vibes are good. Steve Kerr literally said the vibes are good. That cracks me up uh, that, that he says that. It's usually, that's, I feel like that's something a player says. But... Hey, shout out to Steve, man. He looks happy. Should we uh should we rename this Vibes are Back Pod? Vibes are back pod. <laughs> I'm really um, that should be the title of the goddamn thing. Well, I'm about to lose to our guy Tyler and Sleeper this week, so I'm pretty and well done. Are you guys using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy basketball? Or if you are like the Light Years podcast like Sam and I, we are using the Sleeper app this season to play fantasy basketball. Sam, this is my I am running all my fantasy leagues through sleeper next season. I'm running that right now. This week I'm losing to, uh, to Neil who picked the cool thing about sleeper fantasy is that you get to pick the game that you want to lock in from your player. When you start them. Now you have to make sure that you do it before the next game starts. But for example, this week when Steph dropped 41, I locked in that game. Right. So I didn't, so I, that was the going to be the score that I got from Steph this week. Unfortunately, I did not do that when Mikel Bridges put up a nice 25, 6, and 5. I was like, oh, he's going to do better. Mistake. Mistake. And that is why I'm losing this week. But anyway, back to you, Andy. That, that, I mean, I'm going to lose the same way because I did the same thing with Bam Adebayo. But uh, outside of just uh, season-long fantasy, you can also do daily fantasy basketball. Uh, tonight, for example, I took Anthony Davis and De'Aaron Fox on the totals they're playing right now. Overs on points, rebounds, assists because the Kings don't play any defense. I should win that easily. It's free money for me. So if you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. So you download the Sleeper app, pick more or less on your favorite players, and with more stats than any other daily fantasy app, just to just choose two or more of your players. Uh, from pregame or live, pick more or less from the predicted stats, and you can win up to 100x your money if your picks win. Now, here's the fun part. You use promo code LIGHTYEARS, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Again, promo code LIGHTYEARS, 
and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Promo code light years. Appreciate everyone. Sign up. Let us know what you're playing. We'll run some contests. Let's go. You know what's interesting? The Warriors are playing tomorrow night also. Usually when they play back-to-back, we're not expecting this. But the word is they're intending to play their vets on both sides of the back-to-back, assuming health. I have no reason to not believe. That means Steph, Draymond, Clay, Chris Paul expected to play tonight in Houston and tomorrow in New Orleans. They played in Houston, just to be clear, as you all know. Uh, and, and as Andy pointed out, they didn't like play a lot of minutes at all. But what is your impression here on them playing both sides of the back-to-back in the early part of the season? Are we back to chasing wins? Are we chasing wins? Well, you tweeted that this team is every other year team. Uh, one of my, fav- one of my favorite uh, uh, five-year stretches of sports is the 2010 Giants to the 2014 Giants, uh, where they won the championship every other year, won three of them. Uh, I'm hoping the Warriors do the same thing here, where they only take the regular season and the season seriously every other year. Uh, yeah. Remember, they're change. old man. Steph needs a season to recover. It just time. takes a season off. Um, mm-hmm. They seem like we talked about this. You brought this up first, maybe two months ago. The first 15 games of the season, more important than any other stretch outside of the postseason for this team. Because if they can get off to a good start, the first 15 or 20 games, the rest of the season, it, it, it's set up for success for them, right? They're set up because. They have good vibes. They're, they understand the structure of what players need to be doing. That also means that players are also going to be playing better. It means Kaminga and Moody have been playing better, which is what we're seeing. It means Clay's been good, right? Which is what we're seeing. Draymond's now healthy. Really, the only thing that's worrisome now moving forward is, is probably 22. That's it. Because um, it seems like they've got the process right, Sam. And part of that is actually fucking giving a shit during the regular season. And just being committed to the process. Like I'm not even sure I'm that worried about 22. I just it, like it's... It, it's dishonest to not call out that he's stinking up the joint, you know, like it is just what it is. Right. Um, when I look at the Warriors schedule, like we all know that they have a heavy road schedule. The first 10 games, they're in the midst of it right now. After that, they don't leave the Pacific time zone until like after new year's. And to your point, they want to get off to a, a hot start. I'm wondering if, because they know that, you know, the schedule gets tough in January, but until then it doesn't like go, go, go be, be 10 and three, be 20 and eight, get to January 1st and be, you know, 21 and nine or something like that. And then when you get into those hard road stretches, like what they have in the middle of January, which is like six games on the road with a bunch of back-to-backs, that's where rest is just going to have to happen because you have a choice. Right. And, and that's also, it's January. So it's like Memphis might be done by then. You know what I mean? Like, we don't sure. know. Milwaukee sure. just lost by 20 tonight. We don't know. So it's, so it's, I, I, maybe they just spent too much time last season just kind of thinking about it. how. Yeah. yeah. Right. Versus I mean, right now, they're just saying, let's go. Let's go. Man, like, I mean, go. last year they lost back to back in Charlotte and in oh, Detroit. Like, that God. could not be any more embarrassing. Lord. They're not losing in Detroit this year. They're not losing in Charlotte this year. Like these are all like they they're going to get out to the start they want to get out to, and we'll see. Um, and to to piggyback it, going back to it, like only one guy played over thirty minutes tonight, and he played thirty one minutes, and that was Steph Curry. I'm not worried about back to backs if everyone's playing twenty four right 20, 27 minutes. Yeah, obviously, right now. obviously later in the season things change. Chris Paul get banged up. Things, you know, like it's not even like a um a take as much as just as reality. If you have if you go 10, 11 deep on the regular, like you don't really have to do as much resting. You have to rest when guys have to play 40 minutes a night. That sort mm. of thing. So yeah. And then when that happens, get Pajemski out there. Um you know what I mean? Like oh, Moody could play more. Kaminga, although Kaminga's theoretically he could play more, but man, he's fouling a lot. So that, that seems, a little, seems a little weird. Yeah, for he, he, needs to, he needs to get out of control a little bit. But I think he's jacked up. I think that's what I don't think it's dumb fouls, really. I just think he's, he's coming so hyped up and he's excited and he's playing well. I, uh, you know, I think that good think start, good start to the season. Coaching staff's giving him confidence. And, and to your point, yeah, it's just a little too much, like a little, a little too much hype, a little too much pre energy. A little too much pre-workout drink. 
Dude, uh, he's like 19, man. You don't need pre-workout. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, you shouldn't take it, dude. You don't yeah. need it. That's, that's a point. That's that's a yeah. point. That's for Andy and me. It's 100%. I never understand why kids like in, in, in the early 20s drink coffee. Like, the fuck do you need coffee for? When did you become a coffee drinker? Dude, I just... I, like 27, like 27, 28. I, I used to drink coffee when I was hungover, but like if I wasn't hungover to this day, I had half a coffee this morning. I'm amped up. Unfortunately, I had to watch football, but I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't drink coffee till I was in my late twenties. How about you? Um, Early twenties, more of a 20. I didn't drink coffee until the end of my senior year when I was like, probably doing too much in all aspects of life and I needed something to like, just get me through it. But like, um, I didn't really become a coffee, like wake up, make the coffee. You're a coffee guy now, huh? Of, of course I am. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bro. I get woken up. I, I get woken up by a toddler and the first thing I need is like, I need coffee. I didn't become a daily coffee guy probably till like 25, 24. So something like that, you know, it, 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 it once I became a, like, clock it in at the office guy yeah every right. time that that's really when that's when it started becoming a thing for me that really is it that that's the one actually where you start to need to uh, get in at 7 30 this week's light years podcast brought to you by game time sam i was in new york and i wanted to catch my first ever yankee stadium game went to it last second the app that i used to buy the tickets was game time because buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and the best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you will have. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, all the above. The game time guarantee means you will always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game time will actually credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without distress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Light Years, L Y G H T Y E R S, for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Create an account and redeem code Light Years for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Should we take a couple calls? Let's roll. Take a couple calls. Anyone wants to call in, you let us know. Hit the hit the hand icon in the middle of the thing. We'll bring you up. Get my guy Tatian up here. I know he. I know I can trust him. Yes, sir. What's up, man? What, what you got for us? Uh nothing much. I'm just enjoying my my life right now as a 49ers hater. So I'm just living the dream <laughs> at this point. Should we should we talk a little Niners? Let's is, do is it this, now. Is this, the, is this the uh the transition we needed? Andy Andy's like texted six different times being like, Yeah, because we don't really need to talk about the wars. Everything that we kind of said since sure. the offseason came out true All today. Right. So All right. All right. Well, you want to start us off? Touch on you want to start us off on the Niners? Or? No, I just want to let I am giving you the four because yeah. three game losing streak. So yeah. you, okay. gonna let I, you cook. Can I ask both of you guys a question? Because yeah. uh, you have a you have a higher emotional stake in this than me. I'm uh, I'm more intellectually in stake in, which is a different different issue. But um, <laughs> where are you with uh, with Brock, with Kyle, with the defense? I feel like those are the three stakeholders we need to discuss. Sure. Okay, so. First of all, I am a Raider, a former Raiders fan because that is a toxic relationship that I'm not getting back into. So I just hate the 49ers just because. Um, but I will give my fair take on Brock. He is going through some struggles for sure. Um, I didn't think that he was considered the top 10 quarterback during during that five-game winning streak. I didn't think that he was 25 compared to that one weirdo who considered him Based on the ringer, but I, anyway, that doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, he's going through some growing pains for sure. A little bit more tape is out on him. He's making some mistakes that were seen on film that are getting capitalized by the defense now. So it's kind of unfortunate. And I'm not going to give the concussion in the Vikings games too much of credit because... Eventually, he came back this week, and 
the offense didn't look that great. A lot of turnover, preventable turnovers for sure. A lot of picks and a lot of fumbles. So it's probably just young QB shit that's been happening. And so he's probably going to have to grow from it. Uh, the defense, though, uh, I think Vish was the one that said it before. It's like really hard to have an elite defense for like five straight years. And like Vish said that, the, and, and I actually yeah, think about that all the time. The Legion was, of Boom no, was like the I one team that it, did to that. Be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I'll let Andy cook with this one because he yeah. has more at stake with this. Uh, okay, so so and by the way, that was a great point. I I think about that with Vish a lot because I actually think that's that's true. It might not be his fault. So I dude, it's it's everyone's fault, and, right? It's not it's not Brock's fault or or, or just Kyle's fault or, or Steve Wilkes' fault or whatever. I, I I think it's everyone's fault but um i do i do think that this team season's far from over but i i i do think at some point this offense is going to be the one that has to carry this team if they want to win a championship and i think that's what makes it tough they can't go back i think it's over the this defense is going to be elite it's the number one defense we're going to hold these teams to 10 points we're going to hold patrick mahomes to 10 points through through three and a half quarters of the super bowl oh, that is done I'm that's done. I, I, I think I think it's obvious now that's done. I think the secondaries, they don't have a cornerback. Charverius Ward is fine, but he's not great. Their, their slot corner is terrible. Hufunga hasn't made a play all year. And then Bosa has been absent all year, right? So they're trying to trade for a, a, a lineman and a corner right now to shore up the defense. So I think that's done. I think you can say against good teams, this offense is going to have to score 30 points. So if I had to pick someone to blame, probably Brock Purdy. You just can't throw picks like that, right? They cost this team 14 points tonight. One, they lost one the game of them, because of that. One of them today was – I can't defend it. I mean, I mean, like, that's it, right? If, this, <laughs> if it is like, – but Tachachi on point, like, you can't – like, he's a young QB. He's going to have to grow through it. So this is going to be the stuff that happens. But if you were to pick someone to blame on, I don't think it's a defense. I don't think it's Kyle Shanahan. I think it's the guy that has lost a couple games. I guess you could throw Jake Moody in there because he literally lost his team a game. But um, but mostly it's Brock Purdy, man. That's a lot of picks in a short amount of games, and, um, and and it's hard. And let's see how he rebounds. I will say one thing about Brock, though. Um, even through these last three games, Sam, he's still way better than Jimmy G. Way, yeah, I, I, just get, I get offended so at the Jimmy G. The, the turnovers are similar, but you watch him make plays with his feet. And then you watch him make throws down the field to Kittle and Ayuk today. That's not that's not Jimmy. He's better now. Is that good? Is that good enough for them to win the NFC? I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, the defense isn't as good as it was previously. The run game looks like it's not as good as it was previously as well. Trent's out tonight, so I I don't know. But they need to they need to be able to they need to have better offense. And uh, you don't I need Debo. Out there to score 30, 25, 30 points every single game, right? So anyway, this team's in the bottom ten in quarterback pressure. That's bad. That's re- and it looks like it I, actually looks like I they should be in the bottom two. Yeah, the the teams that are below them are all the teams you would expect to be below them. I actually disagree with you. I think it's all in the defense. I think that who's the highest paid player on this team? Bosa. Yeah. Yeah. Where is he? You know, like who's who are the best players on this team? It's Bosa, it's Trent Williams, it's Christian McCaffrey, it's Fred Warner. Uh, they have players across the board, more on the defensive side, in my opinion, than the offensive side. Uh, and I think the defense has been bad all year, and it's mostly the same cast they've had last year. I want. So you're saying it's Steve Wilkes? Then is that what you're saying? I don't know if it's Steve Wilkes. I'm not. I'm I like players. <sighs> I mean, maybe they're, that, just worse. maybe they're just worse. That's the obvious, like, right. Okay. If it's the same players and they're not 35, it's the defensive coordinator. Right. Right. I, I watched Brock walk it down the, the field and get him within a touchdown. And look, he played a terrible game, but Jimmy G is not doing that. And no. they have four pro bowlers on defense and, Joe Burrow did whatever he wanted just to fucking run the clock out. A good defense, a championship defense, is able to force a punt in that situation. And then if they actually force a punt there, then you and I can talk about if Brock is good enough. But no team's winning any Super Bowl without a defense that can get a stop. Yeah. Water today, today down seven. Brock threw a pick. 
was over. Game was over. It wasn't over then. They got it back. They, they went down back. 14 with like eight minutes left. The game was over. It went, they, he, he scored a touchdown to make it 17-24 with eight minutes left. And the That's defense funny. proceeded to let them walk it down the I field agree. and get to number thir- to get to 30. You're not winning a Super Bowl if a defense allows 30 easily. Period. Period. I don't care what Brock did. You cannot allow 30 plus points and be a, a, a championship caliber team. It's like um it's like getting mad that like, you know, oh, the Warriors are turning it over too much. It's like, well, if you can't get stops, it doesn't matter. Like some games you're going to get hot, some games you aren't. So, I think they get their defense into it first and then I'll talk about Brock. That's what uh, you know how many points they've scored in the last 3 games? Average each game. Sure. 17, right? If you are the smartest play caller in in the existence of football, which is what everyone agrees with, you can't be scoring at 17 points a game. You come out the game and you run the ball three straight times. It's embarrassing. Run run a play with Christian McCaffrey where he actually gets the ball to juke someone. He's not in a chub. He's not running guys over, right? So you've got got Christian McCaffrey's best running back. You've got Brandon Ayuk, who's pretty much – one of the best wide receiver twos in the NFL, right? You've got George Kittle, who's a top tight end, right? You've got an unbelievable run game scheme. That's what I'm being told, and you can't run the fucking ball. So to me, it's not oh, all missing on the, the best. You're missing the best. I mean, it's just I, to me, it, it's not all the defense fault. I agree with you that it, it is some of the defense fault. Kashanhan, but Kashanhan's gonna have to figure something out, man. You can't just keep going out there and saying, "Let's just get Christian McCaffrey thirty touches." Oh no. CMC can't run it up the middle. What am I going to do now? Right? Like it's just 17 points. The entire, the entire, the entire philosophy is to wear people out with physicality. If your defense is going to show up, it doesn't work. The entire philosophy is that your offensive scheme is the best in the NFL. What are we talking about here? They (laughs) still, their scheme scores 17 points. They're still better offensively than they are defensively right now. Yeah. I mean, that's true, but the result, is that they're scoring 17 points. They've lost three games. Each game, they've scored 17 points. McWalters is right. Enough. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, We'll get get our guy Juvos up here real quick. Give him one more shot. Hopefully, he doesn't do that again. What's up, brother? What's up? Can you guys hear me? Yeah, you're normal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was going to say, right? So... What was I going to say? Yes, I yes, I think I love our process. Like I think we're deep. Like I honestly think, like we like we're sort of kind of like weird right now. It's still a bit rusty with the starting lineup and, and all that. But like by game twenty five, like I I think we should be like almost like the best in the league. Almost uh, almost oh, like Nuggets. Oh. Yes, because like. Cause like I, cause I don't really see like I don't see any. Like, I don't see any team in, in the West or the East besides the besides the Nuggets that, that are actually good. Like, like Bucks are not deep. Like they're not deep. The Bucks are not deep. Lakers are not can't score. They're not deep either. Like the Kings are the Kings. Then the Clippers like kind of suck. The Suns are always hurt. Like I mean, it's I think it's us and the Nuggets and like, and that's pretty much it. Like that's by game twenty five. I think. I like that's it. A, po- a positive. Shivasa, I'm always positive. Okay, I'm always positive. Wow, dude, it's like a new leaf. We got to stop giving him shit because he's coming in locked in, dude. He's talking about the team being the best team. By the way, the Nuggets that he mentioned, you know what they did tonight? You know what they did tonight? They looked. They good. he cooked up the Thunder. Who everyone is saying, oh my god, they're the next best thing. They're the next best thing, and then they freaking drop eighty points on them in the first half. Nuggets are. Nuggets are the best team. Matthew, my man, what's up? Some dude. What's up, brother? Yo, yo. You know, um, so I I think it's interesting because like you guys said, it's it's obvious that they want to win. But I think that like last year, if we have these games that Steve Kerr wants to win, everyone's playing 30. Everyone's playing over 30. All the starters are playing like close to 40 minutes. It gets starts to get a little tight. He's like, "All right, we gotta get these starts back in," and he doesn't trust anyone off the bench. And obviously, CP3 is part of the change of that. But I think that I just want to, you know, kind of like I said last time, Steve Kerr's starting to lean a little bit more on the younger guys, which I think is that's I think that's, awesome. that's the way to go. It's pretty awesome, yeah. Matthew. Appreciate you, brother. It's we're getting more and more. You know, we'll, we'll see. I don't, yeah. don't want to get too excited. I'm I'm 100% expecting 
them to lose a game in the next two weeks, him to play Moses Moody 12 minutes, and then to go on the podium and relax the whole Mia, the whole Mia Cope. I have to be better. I have to find more minutes for Moses. You know, like but whatever. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet, so who cares? We get a new caller up here. Here's Wildcat. We got some new callers today, so we're trying to rip rip through it. Get to you, get to all of y'all. Because surely, oh, we do have we do have Wildcat. Oh, we have Shirley. Oh, oh, we do have Wildcat. It's What's great up? Hair. It's What's great up, Wildcat? Hair. All right. So the defense. I feel like last year the biggest problem with the team was just the defense and the lack of like versatile defenders. And already this year we've held pretty much every team like under 110, around 110, which in the modern NBA is pretty fire. So just curious what you guys think about the defense. And the other thing too, when the playoffs come around, I feel like we need. You know, in the early 2000s, you need bigs like to guard Shaq. I feel like we need right. bigs, uh, at least another big or two to guard Jokic. Like, bro, the Nuggets this or today. Oh my god! I give you that. Appreciate the call, Wildcat. So I will say, I don't know if you agree with me, Andy. Looney guards Jokic as well as anyone in the league, which isn't to say he shuts him down. I'm just saying, like, Jokic is Jokic, right? I still think the Looney Draymond combo is about as good as you can find at guarding him, right? Maybe they need another big just to like keep the fouls down, but I'm not worried about um, bigs just yet. I think the way you beat Jokic is by putting pressure on him on the other side of the floor. Um, so first off, he brings up the defense, which I don't think we talked about enough. So I thought that was great. Um, that's not something. Um, um, we're, we're totally locked in on, but they talked about this defense being a top five defense again this season. So far, I think, especially tonight with Draymond out there, they certainly look like it. The other part is, who the hell are you bringing out? From Who are you getting uh, that is going to be guarding Nikola Jokic? Are, are the Warriors going to trade for... Um, who, are they going to trade for prime Tim Duncan to, to guard Jokic? Are they going to trade for prime Kevin Garnett? Are they going to... Are they gonna, who, who are they? Are they getting uh, Bill Russell, who I've never watched play, but are they getting him? Um, can they get Wood Chamberlain? I know he's a Warriors great. There's nobody that the Warriors are gonna get that is gonna do anything that Draymond and Jokic, uh, Draymond and Looney can't do. To your to your point, um, they're just gonna have to just gonna have to play some shootouts with him and see if <laughs> see if they can just get enough defense on the wings. Maybe make Michael Porter be a uh, maybe make him drive right. Maybe make Aaron Gordon the guy that Draymond plays mind games against to make it like that's the way that you're gonna have to defend this team. There's nobody that's gonna say. Yeah, me and you, Jokic. Let's go one-on-one. Because last I checked, <laughs> Anthony Davis tried that, and we saw what happened. We saw yeah, what happened. He got put through the basket. No, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's all, right. all great players. It's about can you deter the ball to other players. It's not, it's not stopping. You're not stopping. Same with Steph. Same with Steph. Yeah. Who, who are you getting to guard Steph? Every, def- every defense that stops Steph just puts eight guys on him to get the ball out of his hands. Oh. It's really that simple. Yeah. We're going to end it with McWalters, the closer. Calling him in. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Oh, we, go. we got the Hawaiian What's show up, man? too. Uh, Sunday, yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. Sunday fun day. I'm, I'm, down here, I'm down here in the, the danger zone of L.A. for a while, and all I have is Hawaiian shirts. So <laughs> stuck. But anyway, um, I was just saying that we have this exact same road trip last year and followed up with a 40-point stinker in New Orleans. And I guarantee you that ain't going to happen this time around. Because we played everyone, our starters, about five to seven minutes less than we did last year to barely eke out this game for our first win on the road last year. And I think I think that's something to kind of keep in mind, that Kerr did a really good job balancing it out. If you, if you look at last year's box score, it was it was the starters and nothing. And and then we just got shellacked in New Orleans. And, and I think we're going to come out tomorrow, and I think it's going to be one, hey, payback from last year. We don't lose by 40 like that. That's embarrassing. And then I wouldn't be surprised if we get out to a really hot one on them and just kind of blow them out of the water. And we see a little pods and a little um, a little action from our rookies. So. Let's hey. get it. Hey. Okay, we're going to get McWalter back tomorrow. He's, look, I yeah. like good mood McWalter. You know what I mean? McWalter's always in a good mood. He's a man of the people. You know? All right. All right. Last one. Last one. Last one. Last one. Let's What's go. up, guys? Um, All right. What do you just thinking? Uh, you know, now that Draymond's back, I didn't watch the game too much, but now that Draymond's back, do you think that it'll help Clay, you know, get good looks um, and also help him defensively so he's not that low man um, on the help side? I like this. I like this question. More rim protection, yeah. you know? So, yep. what do you think about that? And uh, also, last thing, crazy Steph is still doing this uh, 35. Let's never uh, take it for granted. All right. It's still 30s league. 
That's my line for the entire season. I'm just going to remind people all year. It's still 30s league. I don't care what anyone else says. It's always, it's still 30s league. It's been his league for a decade. It's still his league. It will always be his league. That's a good point. I do think actually Draymond returning helps Clay more than anyone. I thought you were going to finish on the staff. I thought that was perfect. (laughs) That was beautiful. Uh, With Draymond, um, everything's so much easier defensively. I'm not just sitting there about to shit my pants every time someone gets to the rim, right? Uh, I know Fitz brought this up, so I hate to be a guy that's you know, agreeing on Fitz here. But when Shangun gets the ball, when they run a pick and roll, and Shangun tries to back down Draymond, that's what I'm sitting there for. Let's go. That's perfect. That's perfect for the Warriors because that that's going nowhere, right? That thing's going nowhere. Shangun's going to pull up a force fadeaway or he's turned the ball over. Draymond's guarding multiple guys, especially against young teams like this. So um, he's rusty offensively. You can tell with some of the turnovers that he had, but um, I can't wait for tomorrow. Like Big Walter said, let's go. We'll be back tomorrow post game. We will be back tomorrow. We will be back tomorrow. We're going to end cool. that. I, I want to throw out also. Helps Clay get going offensively. Draymond knows where he'll be. And, you know, Clay's looking good offensively. I like what I saw tonight. He's back, so, baby. We're going to leave it there. Appreciate everyone. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.